times are changing and what was once acceptable is no longer tolerated in our society. Take, for example, the freedom we once enjoyed in giving voice to our religious beliefs without backlash or adverse reaction. Why the sudden change in our country? Religious persecution is not something new. Throughout the centuries, there have been many around the world who have suffered and died for the cause of Christ. We in the United States have enjoyed freedoms in expressing our Christian beliefs without fear of reprisal. But our freedoms are being threatened today. How are we to respond as Christians? In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus, in preparing his disciples for persecution, said that he would send them out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, they were to be wise as serpents, yet harmless as doves, which meant that they were to avoid attracting trouble unnecessarily while not responding in anger or in violence. Jesus also said that they were not to be afraid of those who rose up against them, but to speak with bonus despite the persecution. Jesus stated to all those who follow him, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. When we make a bold stand for Christ, we will suffer opposition, and for many of us that may mean even from family and friends. When we preach about Jesus, many will hate us and turn against us, which is unavoidable. We are called to suffer with Christ by walking and following in His steps. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 21 through 23, it says, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sins, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. We are to commit ourselves to the Lord, trusting in him as our defense, our shield, and our avenger against those who remain unrepentant, for vengeance belongs to God. Jesus Christ's return is imminent, and Scripture tells us that in the last days, perilous times will come, times of severe hardship. But as believers, we are not to fear or be unprepared. We are to be ready by being watchful, staying alert in prayer, daily in the Word of God, and active in the work He has called us to do. The Apostle Paul stated that all who desire to live godly will suffer persecution. We as followers of Christ are to take a bold stand for Jesus when asked about the hope that is within us. Here in America, it may not yet come in the form of torture and imprisonment, as many believers suffer today in other parts of the world, yet we will suffer. But why must we suffer opposition? We are told in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 19, that those who reject Jesus Christ love darkness more than the light because their deeds are evil. They hate the light for it exposes their sins and will stop at nothing to silence us. 
But Jesus has promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. We are therefore to be strong and of a good courage and not give in to fear. For if God is for us, who can be against us? That is, who can defeat us? For we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. God has promised to deliver us from the evil of this present age, whether it means rescuing us on this side of eternity or delivering us when we reach the other side of eternity. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 and 12, there is a blessing and a promise to all those who suffer persecution. Jesus said, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So if you are suffering opposition for your faith in Jesus, rejoice, for a great reward awaits you when you enter into his glory. This is not a popular teaching from God's Word, but a much-needed reminder in these last days. Some may choose rather to sit on the fence or even compromise their faith instead of suffering persecution. But have you thought perhaps you are here for such a time as this? And can it be that the trials you have suffered and endured in this life were to prepare you for what's coming ahead? So don't fear, for God has promised that according to His divine power, He has given us all we need to live in this present age. Therefore, what should our response be toward those who rise up against us? In Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, Jesus said, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You may be the instrument God will use to bring conviction to those who oppose the truth. I've heard of Christians, some of which are pastors and leaders who, before coming to Christ, opposed and reviled Bible-believing Christians. Yet today, they are faithfully serving the Lord because they were believers who loved them and prayed for them. But we cannot do this on our own strength. It is only through the power of the Holy Spirit who is at work in us and desires to do the work through us. Therefore, we are to complete the work He has called us to do as we cooperate with Him in all He has purposed to accomplish in this world. It is one of the main reasons the church is still here today. One of the good things that can come from opposition is that it causes us to feel uncomfortable with the world's downward trajectory, and it further motivates us to detach ourselves from worldly lust, which war against our souls. We need to view our Christian life from God's perspective. We live in this world, but we are not of this world, as Jesus was not of this world. As we gain a deeper understanding of this truth, we will draw near to God and desire to know what our part is in His eternal plan for such a time as this. So I encourage you, do not be afraid of facing opposition, for greater is He who is in you than he who is in the world.